everybody. Um, I hope you're well. I hope you had a good holiday. It is November 30th. Isn't that crazy? Um, I can't believe we're here already approaching December with full force. Zero fucks given, you know? Kicking ass, hopefully. I feel like I'm doing my best. Are you? I hope you are. Uh, yeah, I hope everybody had a safe, uh, fulfilling, filling Thanksgiving. And hopefully you did not have a whole ton of family drama on your plate. And, uh, I think everybody's kind of had a chill Thanksgiving this year. I don't know. But that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I, um, am hearing anyway. But yeah, um, yeah, kind of lots to talk about. Uh, let's kind of get caught up. So on this chilly Chicago 21 degree night, get cozy and snuggle in and let's get going. I'm really excited and I think that Anchor was updating their app because it wasn't really working right. Uh, and that's partially a reason because I've been wanting to keep more consistent with recording, but every time I would record something, I don't know, you know, like I started an episode on November 4th. So that tells you how long ago that I attempted to even put anything out there, but I had to like record it. And then I had to like, and then I had to like, uh, save it to the app and then export it back to the app, to the platform. It was just a lot of work. And I was like, why is this like this? But I see that anchor has like, added some enhancements to um the apps and the, so that's cool i'm here for that um but it was just like more work than i needed to be done so yeah um so gosh i'm trying to think what has happened since november 4th well that was jordan's birthday um what did we do? We didn't really do much this year. It was actually, oh, I know what we did. We went and got takeout sushi, which was like fucking $70, guys. I bought, flipped my wig. And the thing is, is like, I've started embracing like really getting like serious about not, about how I spend my money. Like, you know, I, I always wanted more money. I always thought, you know, I was paying more attention to earning it than like not spending it on stuff that I don't need. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm, I, I need to like totally do an overhaul of my finances and really take a look at what I'm spending my money on. Is it worth it? What, you know, and so that was kind of the week that I was really starting to um, take control. And of course, that day I had to spend like $80 on sushi. But it was for a good reason. It was to celebrate Jordan. So totally, totally deserves it and cool. Um, I was watching this 
deck. I love YouTube. Like I really do. Like I want to start recording again. I feel like I can do that. I don't know. Like, and I, I don't know. I just like it. Like a lot of people are like, oh, what are you watching these days? Including me, like at work, I talk about that because I'm always open to like hearing about, you know, what's new. I have one headlight out and it's really annoying because for some reason, for some reason, like the, like maybe it's Fords in general. No, it's just this car. It's just always one light always burns, burns out and it drives me nuts. Um, but you know, I'm always like, you know, asking clients at work, like, what are you watching? You know? Um, but I really don't like watching TV shows. Like I really have to be invested like, I really have to just be in, like, I can't just sit down and be like, oh my, let's see what this is about. That's very rare. Like, I have to feel like I have really drawn to something on Netflix to sit down and invest episodes worth of my life to this show. So, um, yeah, so, but I do love YouTube. I love, like, learning about stuff I don't know about. I like conversation. I like... Um, I don't know. It just seems more real, even though a lot of stuff that creators are putting out these days is not real. Um, well, not that it's not real, but it's just more scripted. Like, you know, to create a YouTube video back, even when I started making videos with the kids, it was more, you know, off the cuff and just kind of do what you like now, you know, like the Mr. Beasts. You know, they have these huge challenges set up and just, they have a plan. But um, I was watching this on minimalism and, but also like frugality. And, you know, I'm not trying to like never spend a cent, like never spend any money. But like, I really like this video that I was watching and it was cool because you don't really see a lot of black creators talking about minimalism and, and f mindful spending. I should say that, that like, that's a better way to describe it. Um, so when I saw this creator, I, I don't remember his name. I actually want to watch another video tonight about something he talked about. Um, you know, he's vegan too. It's pretty cool. So we kind of have the same, same like interests and, you know, he's kind of talking about like, I paid off a lot of my debt. I don't spend, I spend cash. I've been doing that since I started. Like I'll, I'll, I'll get paid, you know, I'll pay myself. And then my only spending money is literally my tip money. And at first, you know, like months ago to hear that, I would be like, there's no way I can survive. But now when I see that there's a lot of shit that I just was spending money on, I did not need at all. Uh, I am able to make do on literally like 50 bucks. Um, for an average week, I really don't need to spend money. Like, especially now that it's wintertime, you know, summertime, that'll be interesting to see how that goes because, you know, you're doing more stuff outside and you're going more places. But, um, yeah. Um, 
So like spending cash first instead of spending anything on your card. You know, when I look at all the Target runs, when I look at all the Starbucks I was buying, when I was like, I know I'm basic as hell. I, you don't have to tell me. I know. But like when I look at all of this, the dumb shit I was spending money on, it's like I was I was dumping so much money into into. And the thing is, is like you don't get very much. You go to Target, you spend a thousand dollars and you come out with a roll of toilet paper and a toothpick and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And so like now that I'm like, you know what? I don't need it. And the thing is, too, the whole thing, the whole reason this whole like minimalist thing got kicked off and it's not like crazy because you know i was having conversation with with friends about it and i you know there's been like and i know i've talked about this before like there have been like tiktoks about how minimalism is cool until like fucking society gets their hands on it and turns it and then it becomes profitable so then people companies want to make money off of it and that's just not what it was when it started um so it's like, I don't want to like subscribe to a certain minimalistic idea. Like I remember reading like the minimalist book, these two guys, the minimalists, they call themselves. And, you know, they came out with stuff like six, seven, eight, ten years ago. And I, I remember buying that book and even reading it then I was like, this is pretentious hell. Like I don't, this is, and and like, I don't mean to like discount their work, but it was just kind of like, you know, especially when all of these things get so popular and then you realize like minimalism is, is a privilege. Veganism is a privilege. Like I know people don't like hearing shit like that, but it is. Some people can't afford meat. Some people can't afford things. So they're minimalist by necessity and not because it's trendy, hip and cool. So these are the things, like, the more I think about shit like that, I'm like, it's like, uh, it's not cool anymore. So, like, I really want, I really try now to, like, identify with, like, why do I really want to do this? Do I want, what is the real reason, like, authentically? And, like, I just, I heard this article about, um, recycling plastics and I they basically said that it's it's a crapshoot there's no recycling if if we it's just you can't do it like you really aren't the dent we think we're making when we throw our water bottles or you know whatever into the recycling bin is just not what we are really doing and I don't think that means don't do it but like a lot of plastics can't be mixed with each other and if they are they can't be recycled a lot of stuff is dirty and not clean so if that you know that can't be recycled and it depends and you have to take certain things to certain places and it only can be certain plastics and so by the end of it all it's really not doing anything so then I thought to myself like okay well then I'm done using plastic bags like there was a time I had a a, a huge I probably had a hundred bags in a huge ass target shopping bag just jammed into my cabinet and I like got so sick of bags like my cat would go in 
and play with the bags and they'd all fall on the floor and I got tired of jamming them back in there. Like, yeah, it's cool to like use them as a garbage can bag for your, for your bathroom garbage, you know, whatever. But I mean, for the amount of bags that I had, it didn't justify, you know, didn't justify me having that many plastic bags. And like, so like, I was like, okay, well, I'm done. I'm done doing that. If I can, it's time for me to really sit and look about at how I can make changes because I do also like raising kids too. I need them to be aware that, you know, growing up, like when I was growing up, especially the nineties, it was, it was all about like consume it, like, like, like not I think it's worse now, but before it was like, yeah, like this is okay to do like, oh, you know, let's just, there was no like earth green conscious thing going on in my household. Like it was like, oh yeah, just throw everything in the garbage, you know, like whatever, you know, I feel like I basically lived like Roseanne to be honest. Like, I feel like that was my house. Um, but like, so now it's like, okay, well now I know better and I need to teach, be sure that I'm teaching my kids that, that they should do better. And they know more about this stuff than we do. I feel like these younger generations. So I was, so I'm like, so ever since then, like I will literally carry shit out in my arms to avoid bringing home. Like I bought something, what did I buy? Um, I don't remember, but I put it in a wine, like a paper wine bag at Target and also like buying what I need, buying only what I literally need. I, and I'm surprised at how well I'm sticking with this. And I think I'm sticking with it so well is because I see my bank account is literally growing. I'm not even kidding you. Like since I've been making these changes, not only do I feel better about what I'm buying, like I used to wake up in the morning and dread like bills coming out, purchases that take a minute, you know, a couple of days to come out, that shit coming out and just like, fuck, how much am I going to have left? You know, and I make good money. So for like, it was also troubling for me to feel that way because I'm busting my ass. I am making decent money. You know, I guess it's called a creep now. Uh, it's financial creep lifestyle creep. That's what it is. I'm, I'm learning this now, the more I delve into like personal finance, but it's basically your, your, your in income grows, but so does your debt. So it's like, what the hell? Like I can totally like afford things, but it's becoming an issue now. So it's like, now I don't have to worry about that. And it's such a good feeling because it would literally give me so much anxiety about affording stuff. And now that I, you know, I, I actually also, I don't buy, um, I, I went and I on Amazon for 10 bucks, which is bullshit because I went to Target and there's this Grove.co brand. Okay. And they make glass spray bottles for cleaner. They make glass, um, pump, uh, soap dispensers. Um, I, oh, there's a, Girl, what are you doing out here? I was waiting for you. Oh, Ren. Say hi. You're on a podcast. Can you say hey? Hi. 
So I'm talking to people about how I'm changing what I buy um, and buying more glass stuff. So I bought this like glass spray bottle set from Amazon, 10 bucks. And I only buy the refillable Grove.co, which is also glass, um, refillable bottles. And that's been going great too. And I feel better about not having plastic spray bottles that I just throw away and we were buying some stuff at um you ready to go in i'll come around and put you on my back okay all right hold on so i um she's so cute i cannot believe she came out here she's been waiting for me okay kiddo okay ready come on one, two, three. Aren't you freezing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Thanks for coming out for me. You didn't have to do that. Let's get you inside. All right. Dog's probably going to run out. Okay. Um, all right, Dickie. Hi. Um, I don't know. I'll just... I just um, feel good about not, you know, I was, oh, that's what I was saying. I was cleaning with this stuff. We get it from Aldi usually. And it's, you know, just like plastic, you know, cleaner. But I could barely breathe when using this stuff. And I'm like, what am I even breathing in? So it's like toxic and I was tired of breathing in toxic stuff just to clean my house so I end up buying this new cleaner and I just feel a lot better about my life but um yeah I don't know I'm just like the changes that I'm making ooh, like financially and um just trying to spend money on stuff that's important. Oh, but I'm going to come off of here. But before I do that, I have to tell you, cat lovers out there, I got this awesome cat fountain. And it was $6. That's another thing. I've become addicted to finding a deal. Like, I've been thrifting a lot. I've been looking on marketplace a lot. I've been really like conscious about that. So for $7, I found a cat fountain. It has a little umbrella looking device on top. It's completely clear gray and it's got a filter in it with charcoal and it pumps water from the bottom and it basically pours it out of a fountain on top. And it is the coolest thing I've ever because these cats were scrounging around for water all the time. So now they're like always watered and it's a fun thing to watch. And yeah, ungrounded. Well, I don't know. We'll see about tomorrow. But yeah, so I'm gonna get off here and eat some Din Din and I will hit y'all up very soon. 
I have to tell you guys about um, some experiences. It's weird because this happens. This is like the had some experiences with people. And every time I have these experiences, it, it just really piques my interest. And I start getting really curious. And I wonder what it means. Um, so I, I had a client today who I really love. And um, I'm working at the Algonquin Salon today. And I know I've talked about religion a whole bunch on this um, podcast. And it's really hard because um, I'm so conflicted internally about the meanings and, and you know, the beyond and religion and God and whatever. And so I have a, my client today basically out of nowhere talks about, you know, are you religious? And I said, well, I, I, I would say I'm more spiritual than I am religious. Um, and she's talking about different things um, about the book of Enoch and the book of Ezra and how they're two... Um, omitted books from the Bible, I guess. And, um, you know, I've been reading the Bible, but I haven't been reading it lately, but I kind of take it very slow in reading it, uh, because it's not a race and I will not, you know, I, I just, I don't need to, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess I want to finish it in a meaningful way. Like I would rather study it and try to understand it, you know, cause I feel like initially it was to prove a point or it was to say that like an accomplishment, but now I feel like I need to really just take it for what it is and just try to understand because I do believe that there are I don't know. I just, I don't know if I would say that there's truth behind it. I don't know. But anyway, I'm like getting off on a whole new thing. Um, so I had, uh, so I talked to my client and somehow we got on the subject of, we kind of went all over the place. Um, she was talking about her father dying and her sister dying. And she's having a really hard time right now because oh, she, she had a hard time because she, the deaths in her family. And she really wants to find out about what happens when you die and dying and in terms of religion. And she's looking for answers. And, you know, I'm so conflicted when I listen to her because... I'm like thinking to myself, like, I'm not pitying her because I will not do that. I, I definitely, I definitely respect 110% everyone's beliefs. And I, 
I mean, when I say pitying, I mean in her finding answers in the Bible, not that her family died. Obviously, I feel very bad about that for her. Um, but like finding answers. And when I think about her trying so desperately to find answers in the, in the, in these books and in the Bible, I just feel for her because she's talking about how these books were omitted and she didn't understand why. And that they explain death in differently than in the Bible. And that also like talking about Cain and Abel, Cain and Abel and Adam and Eve were the only first people on the planet at the time, but it talks about in these other books that I think Cain killed Abel. Cain was, went to go lay with his wife, but she's like, how could he have a wife? They were only supposed to be four people on the, on the earth. I don't know. Um, so she's getting a lot of mixed messages. And the thing that I feel bad about is like, yeah, that's kind of like religion. That's what I don't understand about it. And it's like so enigmatic. It's like you exactly. And I, and we were talking and we we're talking about other things and you know, how, how it's translated differently. And I'm like, yes. And it can be taken so many different ways. It's, it's all open to interpretation. So to, so there, that's why you're confused. It's like anybody could think anything based on what is written here and nothing's been completely verified. So, you know, I'm thinking this, I, and normally I would be pushing back, not in a rude way, but just like, yeah, because this, 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 and this, and maybe this is why, but I didn't even want to challenge her beliefs. Like something was just like, no, you know what? You don't have to have the answers all the time or think you do. Right. So I'm like, I'll just shut my mouth. And so I'm just listening and talking and a lot of what we talk about, we're talking about revelation and she was talking about, we're talking about COVID and just how things are really weird and talking about technology and just like different things. And when I talk to the, talk to her about these things, I listen to what she's saying in terms of, you know, revelation and end times and stuff like that, because I know a lot of people, a lot of people are scared about that. But I was pretty much like talking to her because she's about, cause you know, it's talking about countries rising up against other countries or, or empires or whatever. And yeah, obviously we're talking about different governments competing against each other, which is happening now. And I just think that, yes, it's very relatable, but it, I think it was inevitable because you can't have all these, all of these really powerful countries and governments living on the planet, wanting the same thing, which is to control everything and expect there not to be an issue. And, um, I think that the, our world is very young. And even though, you know, it's not, and if we're talking about, you know, when I think about, because 
Okay, so I, I need to stay on track because I'm going to, I'm going to, get, I'm going to lose my train of thought and I'm trying to go into order of figuring this out. So, so we're talking about all that. And then she reveals to me that a younger sister of hers passed away and her sister was alone and she was sad because nobody was there for her and she lives here and her sister lives in another state. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so she's really upset by that. On top of like her sisters, two sisters now have passed. She's kind of the only one left, it sounds like. Maybe she has another sister. Her dad passed. She said her sister-in-law passed. And so it sounds very scary. And I would be looking for answers too at that point, probably. So and that was at the close of our conversation as she's leaving for the night. And so, and especially thinking about it now, I'm really glad I didn't try to argue, not argue, I would never argue, but just like counter, you know, like, you know, so I think about the way people who talk about rapture and the way things are going, it's just, I mean, like, who knows? Like, it's just the way things are. And then I think about things all throughout history. I mean, God, could you imagine being a Jew in the 1940s? Like, pretty sure that was end times. Like, I don't know, or a, or a slave in chattel slavery. That was not ideal. That was the apocalyptic. So all of these really horrible things have happened to people. And horrible things, uh, Japanese internment camps, Native American, um, Native American children being slaughtered by the Catholic Church in Canada and buried under the church. Like, these are all really bad things. How is that not apocalyptic? Like, how is that not really bad? Like, so when I think about people who are, like, doomsdaying, it's like, yeah, but really bad stuff's happened forever. Like, forever. And maybe it's not been a culmination of things, like... I think, I think the biggest catalyst to things getting out of control right now is internet. And I was talking to her about this, you know, cause she was talking about, um, how she was reading about some viruses that were basically, it sounds like we're locked up in some glacier, glacial ice. And now that everything's fucking melting, uh, now the, we have to worry about viruses that have been long since dead or, or hibernating that shouldn't be out here are now something we've never heard of and going to be released, <clears throat> which I'd never thought of that before, but that absolutely makes sense. Um, so... And I was telling her, you know, that is very troubling. But it's like, that's not the only thing. I think the way that technology will be used and weaponized is 
the bigger problem. Because if anything is going to wipe out the planet, I don't, as far as in terms of a virus, I mean, COVID obviously wasn't good, but I think if we're looking at like Spanish flu or worse, um, in terms of deaths for everybody, uh, I feel like that's a definite possibility, but that would take years, but who knows? Um, but the way that internet and, and cell phones and social media and, and the way that that is used against uh, a society and used as leverage, um, you know, when we're talking about, you know, I remember everybody, oh, there's good, even as a kid, oh, there's going to be a mark of the beast, there's going to be one world currency. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can pay for everything on my phone with Apple Pay. You know, I can PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, Zelle. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, are we creating that? Because we're man we've manifested it for so long that this is what we're putting into action subconsciously as a nation, as a world, because this is what we've allowed ourselves to be afraid of. Um, or is it just, you know, I think, I think the world has a long time. Like, I think there's so much evolving we have to do. And I, I think it's probably the death of a world we've, we, we've been so comfortable in knowing, you know, like I was talking about in the last segment about how weird movies are because it's like that they try to recreate because, you know, if you're watching the Adams family and now Wednesday Adams is this, which I'm here for it. So don't let this sound weird, but you know, there are a lot, the LGBT, LGBTQ community is represented in more, you know, I was watching Willow. Two of the main characters are lesbians. That was a new thing. I think it's a great thing, but some people don't. But that's a completely new world. You would never, you would never. I still remember when Ellen was like, I'm gay on her on her comedy show. And everybody was flipping, losing their goddamn minds about like that on primetime television. But now it's nothing. I was just watching The Proud Family with my kids before I went to work. And there's a basically a femme gay boy makeup artist who was like treating Penny Proud because he's like this basically is a James Charles and he was treating her and like and then they had this whole conversation I'm sure I had to leave but about like social media presence and not being a bully online and not caring about followers and and clout and shit like that and and like she was starting to disrespect her family Penny Proud and but you would never, you would never see that, you know, like what, when we were kids. But now, like, they're trying to throw new world stuff into old world movies. I also watched The Christmas Story, which I thought was good. But I don't know. That wasn't very techy. That was, oh, because that was set in the 70s. 
So yeah, that was not, that wasn't the same. But it was still different too because I feel like people act differently now. I don't know. But I think the world is just changing. And to a lot of people who are scared about this change, they think it's the end of the world. And it's the end of the world that we're used to. But, you know, ask my kids. This is like every other day. Like, oh, okay. You know, like, mm -hmm, you know, who knows? But after saying all of that, now I, now let me get back to what I was saying. I brought this all up because she's talking to me about God. And then she talks about, she just talks to me, gives me this look. And it's basically like, do you believe if you don't, you know, I don't, she's, because we're talking about it and I'm not saying like, I'm a, I believe in anything. And she's like, well, take my advice that it, God is real. Okay. And the thing that is weird about that is that I often have people coming to me bringing it up out of no, like the fact that she asked initially, like bringing up a religious conversation, are you religious? And then she talks about other very personal things about why she believes in God because of these really, really personal, private life details and why she is a believer. Um, which one of the things it's interesting because one of the things I know of a friend who has the same experiences, but she's never once attributed it to, to God. She attributed it as a personal gift or just something that she and her family is bestowed, was bestowed upon them. And they don't know why. I don't know. But maybe, maybe she feels that it is a gift from God. I have no idea. Um, but it's, it's weird because I'll, I'll every so often get, and I don't count my coworker because my coworker is always preaching to me. So it's not that I don't take it, uh, like as a blessing, but I just, I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like the pressure. Don't pressure me into trying to believe something. You have no idea. You have no idea. You have faith and faith is not proof. And I respect that because I don't know either, but I'm willing to say that I don't know. And the fact that you're double and tripling down on me and everybody in your chair about what you believe and not even thinking about what somebody else might believe. Like you might have a Muslim in your chair and, and you're going to tell them how it's wrong for them to believe in what they believe. And that's insane to me. Like, that's what I don't, that's the stuff that constantly pushes me away from religion. And that's from Christianity, excuse me. Cause, because I've never, I, I've, I used to work with a lot of Muslim clientele when I worked at Streamwood Hair Cuttery. Nobody's ever tried to convert me. It's always some Christian sect 
that's always tried to get me to change or convert or whatever. And it's like, what, who are you to do that? You could be dead wrong and you think, I don't know. But the point is, every so often I'll have somebody not preach her the way she did it is different because I do believe she had 110% good intentions and I have to see if I can fucking get in this gas station um I always I just I had a client before her a couple of months ago um, this guy, he came in and he, and maybe I shouldn't, he came in and he started to talk about stuff as well, like religion. And then, you know, every, just every so often I had, um, I work next door to Bub subs and the owner, I had met outside with a coworker because we were leaving for the day and he was talking about it and he wasn't like spreading the word. He was just somehow it came up that, you know, I used to be an atheist and, you know, different things started happening and, and I attribute it to God and it's made me believe. But I just thought it was interesting too, because I think the same day we had a conversation with about that with somebody else there's a cat outside in the kfc parking lot i don't know but every time i think about stuff like this you know i also think like well yeah people who believe are going to try and have that conversation with whoever they can because that's the job but this is different because I've never really had that conversation or any conversation as personal as I have with her like I did today. It's freezing cold. Oh, I'm getting gas and it sucks. Um, I don't know. want some candy. I feel like I want to go home and go to Jewel and get candy because that sounds like a good idea. I don't know. I just think it's different. It's weird how every so often, every so often someone will come in and talk about that personally with me. And so whenever that happens, I'm always intrigued because I feel like it's a personal conversation a a like it's a message sometimes like I should be leaving but there are so many reasons why I don't but I always feel like it's a message like here's another sign like here's another person Um, damn, it's cold. 
No, I don't want no fucking receipt. You crazy? Eight shit getting in the car. Um, I, the thing also that I have a hard time with is the fact that, um, okay, I, you're gonna need another oil change. 222. Oh, uh, no, it's not time yet. Oh, yeah, it is. That's a year ago. Oops. Um, I think Jordan changed my oil already. Um, I, I, you know, I did the thing where I, you know, asked for forgiveness, accepted Jesus into my heart. I did all that, and I did it as a child. And I, I did it a few different times and I just never got the, I never got, I never felt any different. I never, I never saw any signs. I never got confirmation. I just felt dumb. And, and also like as a kid, I just felt like as a child, I felt like this is dumb. This is not, not that, and it wasn't to be mean, but it's just like, this isn't real. Like I felt, I've always felt that way. And as a child, as five or six, how can you explain that? You know, some people explain, well, how can you explain this, this, and that happening to me? Well, how do you explain the fact that, cause you're a kid, you believe anything, but that was one thing I could not, I believed in Santa more than I believed in Jesus. Okay. I just, I think maybe as I was really young, I believed in God and you know what it was? It was like, I don't want to do anything bad so I don't go to hell. That was the whole thing. Even though they have you sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. But still, the ultimate thing was, but don't sin because you're going to go to hell. That was it. That's the whole thing. Guys, if we really break it down, that's it. That is it. It's serving somebody if you don't do it the right way or if you don't do, decide you don't want to, you're going to hell, period. That's it. So I wasn't ever okay with that. I wasn't ever okay with not being allowed to make mistakes, not being allowed to being a human being. At very young age, I understood that everybody is a sinner you know, because that also what was said, you know, everybody sins. Okay, well, you ask for forgiveness and guess what? You're still going to be sinning. So like the fact that you have to ask for forgiveness for something that is essentially a human right, how, how that I didn't like that. And I still don't like it. But it's always amazing to me because I am 
it's funny because I, I do really believe in things like law of attraction and affirmation and the universe. And maybe that's just a millennial's God, right? Because I do believe in that stuff. I definitely do believe in what you believe you bring about. And I believe in that more because that's more real and tangible and it makes more sense. I don't know. Do you guys ever have that? Do you have any experiences? I wish I could um, get answers from people because I would love to hear people's experiences with or without religion. It would just be very insightful. But I am now home from work. Thank you for accompanying me to hitting gas. And I will catch you guys later. So I just left Walgreens. I recorded this whole thing, including going inside Walgreens. And I'm like, you know what? Because I couldn't think about what I was looking for. And then it ended up becoming a mess. So here I go restarting everything again. But that's okay. Um, so I'm on my way home from work. And I am freezing. It is freezing outside. Um... Yeah, I was thinking about, I actually woke up this morning around, like, early, like, at 4. I'm not really sure where that came from because I did stay up kind of late. Not super crazy, but I was, I don't know, it was, it was pretty late. But sometimes I'll wake up really early and it's like, I feel like I'm meant to have woken up early like that. And I think it's to achieve some sort of personal, um, what do you want to call this? Productivity? I don't know. But not so much in the way of like the 5 a.m. club shit that people talk about, but just like spending time with yourself. Um, you know, I did some reading, uh, this myth of normal by Gabor Mate. Uh, it's really good and it's really dense and it's still really good. So I just really like him. I don't know why. Um, he's a really good, uh, doctor and, uh, I love what he's saying and it makes a lot of sense because I don't know. The book talks about how, you know, childhood trauma or trauma can affect your health, your mental health, physical, and, you know, and how a lot of the illnesses we carry around with us, especially as Americans, a lot of it is due to childhood trauma and shit like that. And I don't know how you can not link the two. I mean, the fact that this is a revelation, I mean, like, you know, he's, he's talking about how a lot of these autoimmune diseases, which largely affect women and women of color, um, are, you know, when, when they're to be treated, you know, doctors are not asking questions like, you know, basically is this a trauma? Like, do you have any trauma at home or in your life or something that's happened in your past? that could be kicking these off. He's giving examples of women with these crazy autoimmune diseases that have really suffered some really horrendous tra trauma by their caregivers and parents. And when they began to confront uh, 
the trauma, that's when they started kind of seeing results. And it's, it's like, yeah, you know what? I, I had a big change in my life recently and I will divulge more about what that is soon here. But for the time being, um, I know not to be vague, sorry, but I was having a lot of anxiety and depression in the beginning. And I was talking about this this morning. It was really miserable. And I'm like, I've never been this miserable before about this topic, like, or this, this, this instance. Um, and I realized that a lot of the reason I was miserable physically even to the point of sitting in bed crying you know being ups physically upset was because I was attached to and I was not ready to let go of my former current former uh status point. I wasn't ready to change because this instance needed me to change and I was not ready to change and I was not ready to allow myself to change, to accommodate, you know, things happen in life and we either resist because we don't want to change or, or Unfortunately, the change is too sudden or too painful or just foreign. And I realize because I don't feel that way anymore, but I've, I realized that it, it was me not being willing to change. You know, if you watch, if you read, um, the Tao Te Ching, that's a great one. Or any Taoist um, text or books, you know, often we're talking about the Tao, which is the, the way, the middle way. And if I'm not mistaken, it's been a while since I listened to the Tao Te Ching, but we're talking about finding a balance, right? Like, Finding a balance in life, not going from one extreme to the other, but finding a nice, happy medium, a middle way. And one of the things the book was talking about was the fact that when we try to, when we resist changing or when we try to, to change, when we're not ready or something's not ready when we are attached, we suffer. You know, you look at um, thinking about when you get a promotion at work and you can suddenly afford all this new shit and, you know, you might be able to buy that laptop you wanted or buy the TV or decorate your home or whatever, you know, whatever. 
And that stuff is all well and good. And it's not to say that you shouldn't have those things, but it just gives you more stuff to worry about. And, and when we're talking about attachment, even attachment to people, I've recently had to kind of come to terms a couple of times about, especially with Quinn, because, you know, she's growing up, she's going to be in high school and, and ultimately kids in general, they are not mine. I mean, they're my children, of course, but they're their own people. And I can't turn them into something that I want or what I think is right. I think that's why parenting is very difficult to people because we always want to change, get them to change. And, and not even like, not like on purpose, but like, you know, get them to, to be a certain way or to do certain things. Or like, oftentimes I'll sit and I'll watch, um, parents and I've done this too. So no judgment, but like, I notice it. I, I look for it now because I'm aware of it and of, of, I of aware of me doing it myself. Well, I used to, but like helping, there was a, there was a YouTube video. This mom was helping her toddler do this craft project or this, like, it was a, it was a YouTube ad and it was her with her two-year-old, maybe three-year-old. And they were like chilling out some kids fucking subscription box service for, of activities or whatever. And they're like demonstrating the science box, we'll say. And I thought it was so interesting because the mom could not keep her goddamn hands to herself. She had to assist the daughter in doing the activity. Now, obviously you want them to be safe, but this wasn't that. There was no, there, there wasn't any hazards and there weren't any hazards involved. The kid wasn't going to hurt herself. Are they going to make a mess? Yes, sure. But it was almost like, here, let me do this this way. And I, I catch myself, like, critiquing my kids. Like, it would be easier if you do X, Y, Z. Oh, if you do it this way, this will happen. It'll be easier for you. Well, that might be true, but I don't need to do that. Let them figure that out. And maybe their way is easier than mine. Maybe their way is actually better than what I'm trying to get them to do. And I've noticed that I have, I've noticed like when I begin to say, if you try this or do it this way, I'm starting to catch myself because I don't want them to be me. I want them to be themselves. And so like, we're talking about attachment and a lot of times when parents or people can't control things, they're upset and they become upset and they become, you know, miserable or, you know, anxiety or like 
having stuff and worrying about it getting broken or stolen or lost or, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. Um, I was just thinking about uh, just trying to do more spiritual work this morning because I don't know if it was the, if it was some sort of rebellion from Thursday's conversation, you know, um, I realized that I had a lot of anger towards like Christianity and the church and stuff and growing up the way it is as a kid the way the adults in my life treated religion, mostly my mother and just like stupid, like prude, stupid, dumb stuff. Um, not that she did anything bad, but it's just like, Oh, I don't know. Just all the weird shit that you, uh, that comes with being like this Baptist fucking Christian. I don't know. Um, and like, no offense, I'm only talking from my point of view as a kid growing up in that environment, but, um, but I was just like, okay, you need to make peace with whatever that was because you can't be angry at because I do believe that all all the all of these religions are connected. I think, you know, all these people are all on the same idea, and I think that whole idea goes deeper than we understand or know. In terms of, you know, I don't know how hippy dippy you guys get, but even. The idea of God being you because, you know, and I know in Christianity there's, there, there's some aspect of it where you are, I don't know, it's a lot. It's such a deep topic, but... I don't know. I just felt like I had to to forgive and make peace there because it's just part of a bigger thing. And that until I made peace with Christianity and religion, um, I can't fully understand whatever else is out there or, you know, And it was interesting, too, because then I got to thinking while I was at work today about another conversation I had with that client on Thursday, aside from God, but also her traveling to um, uh, India. And she had talked about how when she landed, it stunk like sewage. And just like, she's like, I thought I was going to go there and somebody told me no. And then I was like, oh, I'll check it out for myself. So she, she's, uh, she flies for work. And so 
she's like, I got there and you can smell it before you even open the door. And I'm thinking to myself, that might very well be true. But it's like, they can't, you think they can help that if that's true? Like, you think they, the Indian nation wants you to have that thought landing in their country? It was really, and she's like, you know, they say about the water, don't drink the water. And obviously we know there's different stuff in different water around the world, whatever. Um, but not every country is privileged to have like a water system. But then again, go to Flint, Michigan and check that water out. So it's like, go to Mississippi and see how they're doing with water. We're no better, you know. Um, and so she's kind of giving me these negative ideas about India or opinions. And everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But then I was thinking like, today I was like, there's more to India than that. And that's all she saw there. You know, like that was her advice to me as far as traveling. That was, you know, and then I think about how her... talking to me, you know, in general, she's kind of a very, um, I don't want to say paranoid, but worrisome person. Just knowing her for as long as I've known her. So I also think about how a lot of that, you know, she's like, I won't, you seem like a nice person. So I just want you to pray and, and, and ask him if he's real because you're a good person. And basically she doesn't want me to go to hell or be left back behind. But I'm like, but you're scared of, of everything. Like you're afraid of things. And it's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to follow a God because I'm afraid. Like that is not, that is not a good relationship. You know, when I think about what it means to, to, to follow a God. Like I do, I, I, I would say, you know, I've called myself an atheist. I don't know. I do think there's a higher power, but I don't think it's anything that we think it is. And, you know, when I think about God, you know, I think about a parent or you think about a teacher or a, uh, you know, you as an apprentice, you don't want to follow a parent you don't want to look, be parented by out of fear and um, ultimatums and whatever. You don't want to be taught by a stern teacher who, out of fear. What kind of a relationship is that? Especially when we're learning now, we're talking about things like trauma and shit like that. You know, we're learning that those you know, parenting by beating your kids and verbal abuse, that is wrong. So why would I want to follow a deity because I'm afraid of doing otherwise? And I don't think any God that would lovingly create a planet with species on it 
the way that this, we are here now, I just don't, I just don't think it's this jealous God that's described in the Bible. I'm sorry, I don't. And if that is true, then that's really sad because how is that even an enjoyable relationship for God when your followers are only following you out of fear? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just doing more work in the realm of spirituality, but also religion, because again, it's all the same shit. Whether you're talking about God or, um, the life force or the source, some people call it that, or, uh, or the universe or Gaia or, you know, doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. But I just thought it was interesting how I'm back to be, to delving into the work of figuring, figuring everything out, myself included. Okay, so what were you saying now? I said, you know how they said they, what, money doesn't buy happiness? Yeah. Except it doesn't, but when I buy Demon Slayer stuff, it does. You want to buy Demon Slayer stuff? Yeah, I just yeah. love it. It got me so much. Did you see the text I sent you about the yeah. show? Did you get to read it? Yeah. Good job. And it's coming out on, like, April. April 2023. Okay. Do you think that do you think having a lot of money makes your life easier or does it make it harder or it can be way? it can be in the middle because you can buy like maids and stuff but or you can do stuff yourself and have money it's in the middle i wouldn't say yes or no do you think if you have a lot of money do you think you have a responsibility to give back to society or i mean you, know, you don't have to but i would I yeah would. I would to make people happy. I would like go to people and give them some money, like a thousand dollars or a hundred. Yeah. If I was rich, even well, if I could do that. Yeah. Why? Why is that important? Why is that important to you? Well, I like making people happy. Yeah, me too. Me too. And um, do you think like people like you know like Mr. Beast? Yeah. Is that what I think of when you say? that but do you think like people like Jeff Bezos or like Elon Musk do you think they should give more of their money and and give more they don't have to I don't think they would but I don't think that they, they don't have to they don't have to yeah because when I think of like when I think of like um if I were to be that rich, I would feel guilty. Like I would feel like I had a moral responsibility to give back because I have so much money. Like Jeff Bezos, he could be giving literally every single day of the year and he would not even scratch the surface of the amount of money he has. Especially, especially how, did you say Jeff Bezos? Yeah. Yeah. Especially how he's the owner of Amazon. Yeah. Amazon is what one of the biggest companies in the world, if not the. And they biggest. even edit in movies like the Am families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, they, and you know what's crazy is, Amazon kind of started when I was maybe 
in high school, probably before that. They only sold books at one point. They only were a bookseller. It was only a bookseller. They used to also have a half.com where you would sell things. Basically, what Amazon has turned into is crazy. Because you can type in anything. Tree. Yeah, they they do. Yeah, absolutely. You can say car and then car. So, do you think... So now, like, talking about that, Jeff Bezos is trying to turn Amazon into, like, it's basically an e-commerce platform to where they want to basically capitalize over anything. They even sell medication now in their pharmacy. They're now a pharmacy. Do you think one company should be able to have control over all of these markets? No. Why not? Okay. Like, are you talking about they should take over of everything? Essentially, that is what's happening. And the thing is, is like, obviously they're not like saying because they sell medicine now. Obviously, there's still Walgreens. But the problem that could happen is Walgreens and CVS. CVS, I think, will go out of business soon because they can't keep up with Walgreens and they definitely can't keep up with Amazon. Yes. Do you think it's a good thing that we buy all of our stuff from one company? Uh, no. It's not a... Well, it's not a bad thing either. Okay, interesting. You want to elaborate on that? What do you mean? I mean, like... You don't, they're not, like, you don't have to go to that, like, let's say you go to Target, shop for the first time, and you think you have to keep going there. Gotcha. You can go, like, to Walgreens, Walmart. Yeah, so you have different, you have different places to shop. Yeah, and they, they can't force you to keep going there. Right, exactly. So you have more of an open market. You can shop wherever you want for your drugs or whatever. Yeah, that is a good thing. That is a good thing to have choice. If we only have one place to buy stuff from. That's kind of what's happening. There's some company called Mariano's. We used to get those cakes, birthday cakes from there. It's that like kind of fancy grocery store. Do you remember? It has a gelato inside. But um, if you had had $100 or $1,000, what would be the first thing you'd spend it on? That's a good question. How do people even have enough for that? If I had a thousand dollars? Yeah, or a hundred. You can pick a hundred or a thousand. By the way, this braid is coming out. Okay. We can fix that. Anyways, what are you using? I had a thousand dollars, I think. And you can't give it away. Let's say that. Until you pick up. Can I save it? Yeah, you can save it. Okay, so I think I would take $500 and put it in savings. And then you would use the other spendings on a food stuff, groceries for a week. Yeah, that's good. Um, Well, uh, let's say a new phone for your happiness. um, Okay. This is hard. Um, What would I spend it on? 500 bucks. What do we got? Okay, so I think I would spend it on, 
something that we could do together. I think I would want to get like tickets to the Arboretum to go walk around and look at the Christmas lights. And then I think I would, so let's say that would leave me with $450. Nope, 300, 400 bucks. So then I think I would go to the bookstore and find some new books. And then after that, that's where it gets a little, maybe I would go get a good meal somewhere, like a nice one. Yeah. Like an actual fancy chef, not just like... McDonald's. Yes. I would probably go into Chicago and find a nice restaurant, a food I've never eaten before, and I would probably get a nice meal. It would probably leave me with, let's say, $300. And then, that's where it gets hard, because probably buy stuff to decorate my salon. I hope companies and noodles never go out. Cause it's my favorite place to go. Yeah. I, I rem- remember I would always pick like companies and noodles for Popeye for my birthday dinner. Yeah. Okay. I always pick like those because those are the best. They're my favorite. I want to go like McDonald's or Domino's. It's yeah. either one of them. Okay. Wait, what did I have last year? Popeye's. Um, that I don't remember. I think I. Re-